Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. Learning a new game's lore can often be a challenge. You have to contend with a whole host of new characters, locations, relationships, and rules of a new universe. To combat this challenge, games usually implement either a heavy dose of blunt exposition or a Mass Effect-style codex. Neither solution is really ideal. Despite Beyond Two Souls being a game about ghosts, coming of age, the military, death, grief, love, and homelessness, the game effortlessly teaches players its lore without being overwhelming. Ever since I was born, I've been linked to an entity. His name is Aiden, and he's always with me. We can find a way to protect you. The agency wants you to join their military school program. Beyond Two Souls tells the story of Jody Holmes, who, since birth, was metaphysically linked to a spirit named Aiden. The game tells the story of their relationship and hardships they encounter. What makes Beyond's story unique, aside from the obvious thematic elements, is the game's non-chronological structure. One sequence will have you play through Jody's childhood as she copes with her connection to Aiden. The very next sequence will feature an action scene during Jody's conscription into the CIA. It's a bold decision that puts a lot of faith in both the player and the game's own ability to tell a story with visuals and sound. In fact, if you try to look up a walkthrough of the game on YouTube, many videos re-edited the game so it is told chronologically. What you get is a more traditional story, but the pacing is completely ruined and everything feels like a slog of exposition. Take this scene for an example. It's the first bit of interactivity in the game. Jody is just a small child, and listen to the sound design and background dialogue. See what bits of lore you could pull out of just that. Ah, there you are. How you doing today, Jody? Good? <laughs> I hate to bother you when you're playing and all, but uh, I believe it's time, honey. Hi, Cole. Hey, Alan. This nearly ready. Was due two weeks ago. Hello, precious. Don't you look pretty today? Hey, Jody. How's your day been so far? Pretty good. Of course, there are visual elements accompanying the scene, but just through the sound, we know that Jody is living in some sort of institutional setting instead of a comfortable home. Jody doesn't laugh, act like, or talk to anybody her own age. Everybody talks to Jody in a vague, condescending way, as though they are expecting something from her. Doors and other ambient sounds feel more like an office than an appropriate living space for a child. Any reference to Jody's parents is completely absent from the scene as well. The rest of the game goes into more detail, but this introductory scene is the genesis of many of the threads of character development in the game. 
This storytelling structure allows the player to organically learn about the world instead of us just being told about it. It's the video game equivalent of show, don't tell. In contrast, this is the same timestamp, but if the game was told chronologically. All we really learn in this scene is that Aiden occasionally wakes up Jody with his nighttime antics. In this version of the story, it's not really compelling or does anything for the characters or plot. No greater lore is explored or even implied. The scene just plays out like a child's bad dream. While it's not strictly speaking a bad thing, context is vitally important, and just playing Lego with the movie or game's narrative breaks that context. In this re-edited version, the player doesn't really understand what's going on for another hour, and it feels like a typical expository data dump. Not only does the narrative structure of Beyond help teach players its lore, but player choice in the narrative does as well, especially when telling Aiden's side of the story. To the player, Aiden has no voice or physical form, but he does have a personality that is often dictated by the player. In most scenes, you can switch from Jody to Aiden on the fly and interact with the environment. As an example, when Jody's a teenager, she goes on a birthday party with other teenagers for the first time. Because of her long-time confinement, Jody is socially awkward and gets bullied by the other teenagers. You, as Aiden, can either allow Jody to leave in quiet sadness, or take your revenge by doing anything from causing a little mischief to setting the party on fire. What are you doing, Aiden? You're going too far! You've got to stop! Another scene involves Jody going on a simple dinner date. You, as Aiden, choose to either let Jody make her own decisions or act as an overprotective father and scare off her date. Now, of course, player choice is not something that is unique to this game, but the way that Beyond handles these choices feels unique. Unlike games made by Bioware or Telltale, you don't go on branching paths of narrative, only to be later railroaded into the main story. Beyond's choice system is more introspective and is more about how the player interprets the consequences of your actions. At a certain point in the game, Jody becomes temporarily separated from Aiden. Depending on how you played, this can either play out like a low point for Jody or an opportunity for her freedom. Games are one of the only pieces of media that is strictly interactive, and lore should be part of that interactivity. Otherwise, games will keep acting like lore encyclopedias that players will need to dig through. Thanks for listening. This Lore Party minigame is executive produced by Abu Zafar and produced by me, Michael Ferris. Check out our website at loreparty.com and follow us on Twitter at lore underscore party. Subscribe to Lore Party on your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>